Welcome to the PCS to Corporate America podcast from Cameron Brooks. Our mission here at Cameron Brooks is to help educate junior military officers about their transition options and to inspire veterans to transform their lives and their careers. Hello, everybody. Joel Junker here, and I have a great special guest. I put a smile on my face here because uh, Ben Berkowick is our guest today, and for a lot of reasons, Ben I'm probably, he's probably thinking I'm blowing smoke at him, but it's the truth. Ben is one of my favorite Cameron Brooks alumni. Sorry for all the other alumni out there. This is, Ben is definitely up there and it has to do with Ben. Um, I, I got to tell the story back in 2009, meet Ben. It might even have been like the winter of 2008, making the transition in 2009, sitting in a hotel in Pensacola, Florida, having the conversation about getting out. And he's like, hey, the economy's not great. You, you know, tell me, tell me what you're thinking here. And I was pretty confident Ben Berker was going to get out and have a be successful and have a great career, regardless of what the economy is. And here we are like 13, 14 years later. And Ben is, uh, you know, succeeding beyond, beyond uh, probably what we both thought at that time. And I'm super proud of his accomplishments at Johnson and Johnson. And um, also Ben's one of my favorite because he's always taken a, an interest in another Cameron Brooks alumni and helping other people, uh, reach their goals. And I have shared that common connection with him. We're both passionate about that. He's been helpful with my daughter, my oldest daughter, um, providing some uh, education for her and exposure to the medical industry. And um, so with that, I'm going to turn it over to Ben and have him introduce himself, give a little background and the topic that he wants to make sure he shares with both the junior officers making the transition and our alumni that potentially listen to this uh, podcast also. Yeah, well, thanks, Joel, for those kind words. And I, I was thinking back um, today and when I first uh, contacted Cameron Brooks, I think it was 2006 or 2007. And that's actually when we first, you know, came to know each other. It's been 15 years, if you can believe that. Just really incredible that, you know, um, we've been together on this journey, I think, for for a decade and a half. And, um, you know, I, I just, I love the Cameron Brooks organization. It's, it's such a, it's such a well-run group of people, uh, so professional. And um, it's just a real treat to be here um, with you today and to talk about some things that hopefully benefit, you know, people who are in my shoes, you know, right now in uh, trying to navigate that, um, what can be kind of a, you know, a tricky path, you know, making that transition from, you know, the military world to civilian life. And, um, it's something I'm really passionate about. I, you know, in fact, I had a conversation with a uh, army captain yesterday and, you know, he reached out to me through, through my network at J and J. And I love having these conversations and talking about, you know, some of the things that people should be thinking about, but also drawing from my own experience, you know, and, and that transition, it's amazing how much I still remember too. Like I say, it's been, it's been 15 years since I first started this. Um, well, since I started my transition to, to the corporate world, and I remember a lot of what you guys taught me. And I still have a binder, too, <laughs> of all the tabs. I don't know if you guys do tabs anymore, but it's probably all digital now. But I still have a binder. And you know what? I, I look back at that every now and then. So the information, really, that you guys have and provide, it's, it's really it's worth its weight in gold, really. And I, I still draw back on those some of those things that you taught me um, and other team members taught me over the years there. So I really appreciate um, you know, being here with you today. Ben, I think it would be helpful for the listeners because um, we're going to talk about how to manage a career 
you know, the, you know, you've got your your four big areas that you've been talking about in terms of um, you know the mentoring and and coaching and sponsorship and things like that that you're going to get into. I think for the the listeners, it's going to be really important for them to have context that you know where you started out with Johnson and Johnson at Biosense Webster in 2009, the role you went in, kind of walk through the career, because then what we're going to get into is how, how did you get there and how do we take those lessons and apply them in our own career? Yeah. So let's maybe go back to 2009. Sure. And, um, you know, before I, before I just get a little bit of my background, um, let me just say, like, I, I kind of like the theme for what I'm, everything I'm going to say today is to be, you are your network. I think that that's, um, that's been so important. I think, and hopefully you'll you'll kind of get that idea as I as I paint this picture, you know, over the next uh, few minutes or so. But to back up a little bit to give you, you know, how I how I got here today, um, I started, you know, through Cameron Brooks, and you know, with two years in the in the DPP, and give me a lot of time to kind of get ready to understand what it, what it is I wanted to do. But I really had my sights set on medtech and medtech sales. So uh, there wasn't a lot of um, you know, kind of on my part, a deliberation because I was pretty certain that's what I wanted to do for, you know, a few different reasons. And uh, very fortunate then to have, you know, even in the recession <laughs> of 2009, I think I had five interviews. I think I had nine interviews total at my conference, or sorry, 10. And half of those were with uh, medical device companies. So, you know, plenty of opportunities, no matter what, what the economy looks like through Cameron Brooks. And, you know, I zeroed in on J&J. I had three different interviews with J&J medical device company, zeroed in on Biosense Webster. They had an associate territory manager role. Uh, a couple of them, they were they were opening up and they wanted to bring in some JMOs. And then that's that's how I basically started off um, in 2009. So I was able to uh, land one of those roles. Anytime you hear the word associate, it's kind of like a, you know, a trainee, a paid trainee role. You're, you're kind of learning the ropes, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna have a lot of, um, you know, coursework to get through. So I did that for about six months. And then uh, got promoted into a full rep position, territory manager, did that for four years, had a lot of success. This is all in Texas. So I got to stay. I was, um, we moved. Um, I moved my family from Pensacola to Austin and then Austin to San Antonio. So I was in Texas for about five years and um, got, got the opportunity to move into management. And that's a big jump um, for anybody to make. And, you know, of course, I had leadership experience from the Navy, but, you know, being a manager, being a leader in, in corporate America is a lot different. Um, and, and that's something else we could talk about too. But you know, made that made that transition to management, where I actually had people management responsibilities, and then moved to Tulsa to do that. I was a so as a regional business director for three years, had a lot of success there. And um, you know, what J and J likes to see for people to move beyond that kind of frontline, first line manager role is to to have some other diverse experience. So you know, I had I had some mentors who recommended to me to say, hey, Ben, you've done great, but to make that next step, we want you to you know, do something besides sales or sales management. Um, so that's what prompted me to move to California. Our headquarters is here in Irvine and Orange County. And that was over five, that was five years ago. And so I worked in marketing for two years and then I ran our sales ops team for the last three through the pandemic. You know, great experience working for our VP of sales. I learned a lot from him. And um, that led to where I'm at today which is an area vice president. And this has kind of been my dream job for, for a long time now. It's something I've been working towards and I'm just, I'm just really enjoying it so much. So I'm now, I'm now responsible for about $250 million worth of revenue um, here on the West Coast of um, the U.S. for Biosense Webster. I've got almost 200 people in my organization. 
And my direct reports are managers. So I have sales managers now reporting to me. And um, it's it's really it's it's a lot of fun, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm six months into the role. So this is the this is the, for the listeners. This is the why that Ben is here, is is how he became the associate vice president. Some of the things that he did, and Ben and I worked together quite a bit on just conversation. He would reach out, just engaging with conversations. I was able, able to help him make a couple of connections with people uh, within J and J. And I'm sure he was doing a lot of that with other places. If I I wasn't the only one, there was probably a lot of that going on with other people. And Ben was very good at it, but he never did it from a way of like, I'm just trying to advance my career. And I think a lot of people look at, oh, you you are your network. Oh, my network. My network's about helping me get what I want. But that is not what that means. And there's so much more to why having a network is important. And that's why I invited uh, Ben here. And so, Ben, if we, if where do we, where do we start in terms of this, this, uh, the how? If you're out in business and you have a goal someday becoming the associate vice president of sales, and you're ten years off, fifteen years off, whatever it may be, even if it's a five year, uh, there's a lot of things I know that go into that. But let's we stay in the network. How does one start thinking about? making those connections with other people and learning. How did you do that? What are the lessons you want to pass on to other people? Yeah. Yeah, Joel, it start. it really starts your first day. And I, I took full, you know, cause you're new, right? You're new. You're in an environment where nobody knows who you are. You've got all this great leadership experience that you, that you, you know, got in the military, you know, as a, as a military officer. So you have that background, but really nobody knows who you are. So it's almost like, um, you know, for me, it was, it was like a clean slate. I said, you know, I've, I've, I've been in the Navy for 10 years. You know, I'm, I'm confident in who I am. I've got some great leadership abilities and um, I've got an MBA, you know, but I'm, I'm in an associate territory manager role, <laughs> you know, and t- to give you a little context, and we're hiring people for these ATM roles now and they're right out of college. And it's, it's a different, it's a different, you know, kind of a different program now, but, you know, I had 10 years of leadership experience coming into this, but it started on day one because I had this clean slate. You know, nobody really knew who Ben Berkwick was. Um, you know, I'm new to the company and I'm just I'm just excited to be here. I'm happy to be here because <laughs> I finally, you know, finally made this transition I've been working so hard at for so many years, you know, and um, with the deployment there in between. And uh, 2009, I finally just made that clean break. And I said, you know, I finally got the job I wanted and I'm going to I'm just going to take advantage of it every single day. So. You know, just just wanted to to get out there initially and just meet as many people as I could, and um, just say hello, introduce myself. But really, you know, you you'd be interested in them, right? That's that's how I think that's kind of a really kind of my secret. It's not about me; it's more about you. Hey, tell me about you. What are you doing? Where have you? Where are you from? You know, what what's your work look like? Um, you know, how potentially could I help you? You know, in your work. That's that's a secret. I think is to talk about what ask the things that, you know, be interested in other people and ask what they're, what they're working on and how I can help them. And I, I just did that as much as I possibly could. Anybody I met pretty much, <laughs> I wasn't shy. I just tried to, you know, make those connections. I'd follow up with a, with, you know, with a brief uh, email or text message, you know, and say, Hey, it's great to meet you. Um, you know, let's keep in touch. Um, and, and then maybe even reach out to them again. And then, you know, it, you know, I mean, some people are more receptive than others, of course. And, you know, from there, you just kind of keep talking, right? And you've kind of established this rhythm and 
know, pick up the phone and this could be anybody, right? We have, you know, internal people who work in marketing or R&D and, you know, maybe forge those relationships. But, you know, I honestly, I got a lot of benefit from, you know, having those relationships with people in the same sort of job as me, right? Other people in the sales, on the, in the field sales. So anytime I could, I'd pick up the phone and make a call and just, just, you know, kind of you know, bounce ideas off each other. Hey, what are you working on? What are some of the challenges you're up against? You know, what's, um, what's on your mind right now? And I would just learn tons from these people. And so this is how I kind of started kind of laying that foundation for my network and in the, in the organization and just having just a lot of great conversations and just learning learning by listening, you know, and every now and then people will ask me, like, hey, what do you think about this, Ben? And, you know, of course, I, I provide that advice. And it was just a really fulfilling experience to kind of develop those relationships. A lot of them just long distance, right? You know, when you're um, when you're in the field, you're you know, maybe I was responsible for all of South Texas. You know, um, I had some team members around me, but I didn't see them every day. Um, so most of the time back then, it was just all over the phone. Now we've got Zoom technology today. It's, it's a little nicer to have kind of more of the vi- video element as well. Um, but that's how I started. It was just kind of a kind of a grassroots, get to know me, get to know you sort of thing, and just see, hey, how how can I help you in your job? And you know, that's that was really how I kind of started. Now, I was also I, I should mention too that I was also very fortunate to have some really good managers at the beginning as well. And um, that was I feel like that was so critical for me and my success. You know, some of the other people who were also associate territory managers at the time. It didn't have as great a manager. And I, I guess I was just kind of got lucky, you know, um, in that aspect. And I had had a really strong manager who was really invested in my success and really wanted to take the time to provide that coaching and feedback to me. That's just so critical, you know, it's early on. And I think that's something you um, you really want to look for, too, in your, especially in your first job, is somebody who's going to provide you, is going to be a good coach. And we can talk about coaching and mentoring and sponsorship. But you know, a good coach is just think of a football coach, right? You know, they're 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 on the they're on the sideline, you know, they're watching they're watching the offense play, they're watching the defense play, you know, they're 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 making adjustments. And maybe, you know, even during the game, they're providing, you know, advice and feedback on how to how to get things done out there, how to move the ball, how to stop the ball, you know. Um, so that's that's a coach. And a coach provides that kind of direct, hard-hitting feedback. Hey, this is what you're doing. Um, it's either great or this is what you're doing. It's not that great. This is what I need you to start doing. You know, it's very direct. It's very candid. It's kind of like straight, straight between the eyes. You know, so I was very fortunate to have that. And my first two managers, and um, I think that's really what set me up for success. Um, really, at an early age. The you have this like five step plan of reaching your goals. And it says, make your plan and execute your plan. Ask for feedback early and often, which you just talked about. Get a mentor, please. And you, you know, this is part of your presentation. Get a mentor, please. And I'm going to come back to that. Take risks and don't rush it. I'd mm-hmm. like, I'd like, I'd like to. I think a lot of people understand. Make your plan, execute your plan. You just covered. I'd like to go to the get your get a mentor, please. Let's start with why on your presentation that you were giving to these other people in career management, why did you put please with an exclamation point on your slide? It's so mentor is it's, they're so important. Right. And um, I mean, Joel, Joel, you've been a mentor for me and we've had so many conversations over the years about a lot of different things. And 
you know, look, anybody has ups and downs in their career, my, myself included. You helped me through through those times. It's really critical. A mentor is is somebody who is 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 different from a coach. Like I like I mentioned with a coach, is there a coach is going to provide you very candid feedback on how to how to do your job. Whereas I think as a mentor is somebody more like um, they're kind of more of a sounding board, and they're going to hear you out. They're going to do all this. They're going to listen to you. But they're also going to ask some really good questions too to kind of make you just to make you sh- make sure that you're on the right track, that you're considering everything, that you're um, checking your blind spots, you know, and um, maybe there's some biases you have, and they kind of help you work through those as well. So they're kind of more kind of I think of um, you know somebody who has more of the big picture in mind, and they're seeing down range a little bit further than you are maybe you could on your own. Um, and I think it's it's important to have that because, you know, it's 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 somebody who can kind of help you navigate, you know, the challenges of, of a career, of managing a career, um, because, again, it's it's not related to your job necessarily. I'm not sure, like, Joel, I've ever come to you and asked, hey, Joel, I'm having a hard time managing this person. You know, tell me what you do about it. I don't think I've ever, we've ever had that sort of conversation. That's the sort of conversation I would have with probably with my manager, and, you know, and, and something along that line, you know, and have a conversation with her. And say, you know, hey Deidre, how would you, you know, how would you handle this situation? She'd give me kind of that coaching feedback, right? Where our conversations with you as my mentor have been more along the lines of, hey Joel, how do I, how do I break through? You know, how do I break through? How do I get to this, this next step in my career? You know, or had a setback, you know, kind of help talk me through this here. You know, so those are the sort of conversations we've had. And um, you know, I want to say too that, you know, a mentor is not like a a cheerleader. I think, it, you know, cheerleader is somebody who's going to pick you up when you're down. I think for me, you know, it's my wife. You know, maybe that's a, that's a parent or a brother or sister or a friend. You know, they're, they're going to pick you up when you're down. And you just, you just, you just kind of need a shoulder to cry on, right? And that's, that's not what you do with your mentor, really. I mean, I think maybe if you have a really close relationship, you can. But I think having a mentor is somebody who can, you know, really kind of just kind of help you kind of see the big picture. And I'm not sure like a cheerleader or a friend can necessarily do that. They're just there to kind of provide you that sort of emotional support. Whereas a mentor is going to like kind of really kind of get to the heart of the matter and kind of help you see through the fog almost sometimes of, of what you're trying to get through. And, and when you look at other people, because you've led a lot of people, what percentage do you think that from go out and find mentors? There's a lot of, it's not, yeah, required, I, right? It's I not a requirement to go get um, a mentor. It's not like, you start at J and J and you've got to complete this and do this and hit this target. Mentoring is something that's important to, to get to, to, I think in both places to go get a mentor, but then to find a mentor too, or to, to be a mentor. Um, but there's no, yeah, it, it's a good question. And I don't know. Um, you know, I think it, it's hard to say, and it's, I say, you know, get a mentor, please, because it's, it's so important. You know, at the end of the day, you, you, you gotta, you gotta ask, right? If, if, at the end of the day, that's just, if you want a mentor, just ask somebody. <laughs> I think that's what it comes down to. I don't think, I don't know if everybody's ever come to me and said, Hey, Ben, I would like to be your mentor. Well, that's maybe a little presumptive because I might say, well, I, I'm not sure I, I really need one right now, or I've already got a couple other people, you know, so nobody wants to be presumptive, right? So you basically just need to go out and ask. That's, that's how you do it. And that's how I've done it, you know, and um, you just ask them and say, Hey, can you mentor me? And, and I mean, almost all the time they'll say yes. Right. You know, so that's, that's what, how I've approached it. Um, and let me say, let me mention too, it doesn't have to be somebody within your own company. In fact, 
I think it's better to have somebody outside of your organization as well. Both, right? Both, multiple. It could be both. It, it, that's the other thing. So it should be multiple, right? It shouldn't just be one person you go to all the time. There should be multiple people you have conversations with, you know, on a kind of a regular basis and, you know, talk through things and provide advice, you know, um, and, and preferably somebody who doesn't come from your background either, right? That's that's an even better uh, way to have a mentor. And so, in fact, there's a kind of a term going around here at J&J is uh, reverse mentoring. So um, our executive vice president for, for MedTech, his name is Ashley McAvoy. Um, so she's, you know, she's reports to the CEO. She's responsible for all of J&J MedTech globally. And she has a reverse mentor. <laughs> so somebody, you know, down lower in the organization and, you know, Juan is providing her advice, you know, on, on things and issues that she's probably just honestly not familiar with. And she talked about how great that was. So you, you even see like, you know, these very senior high level executives reaching out and looking for people to provide them advice on, you know, things that just may not get to their level, you know? Um, so I think that's very interesting. And, you know, I've, I've had the benefit of being mentored through, you know, different organizations outside of J&J. It's a two-way street. You, that's the beauty of it. You know, and I would encourage anybody who, you know, once you get established in your career and you feel like you've got something to share, you know, do it because you're going to, it's a, it's a two-way street. It's not just, there's give and take there. I've learned something from everybody I've worked with over the years. And it's really been a positive experience and really kind of fulfilling too, for me personally, just to, you know, watch these pe people grow that I'm working with, but at the same time, learn from them as well and help me, help me better at what I do. So it's just, it's just a, it's just, it's a wonderful thing to have, you know, I think once you get to that point, like you can start giving back. Um, but, but going back to your, the people who are listening here today, I think, yes, like ask. So how do you, how do you get a mentor? You ask and try to have multiple mentors as well inside your organization, outside your organization. Um, you know, you can even, there's, there's organizations out there that can set you up with, with mentoring as well. I mean, people are, love to work with military veterans. And it's, it's, this, these are volunteers, you know, this is something they feel passionate about. And, um, they just, they just give their time to, uh, to military veterans who, who are looking for advice and to draw upon their experience. So I think it'd be, uh, we would, I think it would be helpful here is to give people some actionable things with the mentoring. We said, okay, go, you go get a mentor, think about it this way. I think I, I want to kind of color in some of the things. From my perspective, you, you you jump in here as well, Ben. I think so. Let it. It's going to happen somewhat organically, in some ways too. What I mean by that is, don't. So Ben just encourage you to go find a mentor. So I'd say if you're listening to this, you don't have anybody that you can point to to being a mentor. Don't feel like you got to go get out three like right now. And who's going to be outside the organization? Start with: Is there somebody inside of your organization, or maybe there is even one person outside of your outside of your organization that can give you good guidance and be a good listener that could good ask you good questions that would be a good partner so start there and think you know just find one in the next 90 days i'm gonna i'm here's the thing though i'm gonna ben did this you remember your plan here that you have is make your plan execute your plan step one two ask for feedback early and often three was go get a mentor please four take risks five don't rush it so let's go. So before you go to the mentor, I would recommend that you have a goal. I recommend that you have a goal. And if the goal might be, I want to become a sales manager in five years. I might be, I want to be 
I want to be the leader that my team deserves. It could be something very defined. It can be something that's a little bit more qualitative, but I have a goal. And this is, I'm reaching out to you because I have a plan that I put together, but and it includes a mentoring. And would you be the mentor? Could you meet with me? Mm-hmm. And, and, and ask, and then you, and that, because a mentor wants to meet with you. But Ben, when you came to me, you're like, I want this. It may not have been the AVP role yet. Um, what we were talking about it may have been something. I remember one time we were, we were just talking on conversations, engaging a team that was spread out across the country and, and it's evolved, but you came with um, some of those things. And then um, I think it's important that you've already have an understanding of some awareness, even if you're just starting in your career, I haven't gotten a lot of feedback yet. That's the feedback I'm new. If you are in your career, you are self-aware. You've gotten some feedback from your managers. You know your things that you're working on. You came in one time and you're talking about getting some feedback. I think this is right, Ben. I don't want to mean to insult you on this, but I need to be better about presenting my ideas in some of these meetings. And so, you know, that was good. You brought that because you as a mentee need to wait, work way harder than the mentor. So what, how do I sum all that up? Remember Ben's five steps here. So you got to have a goal, have somewhat of a plan put together. Mentor can help put some structure behind that. Have an idea of already some things that you're working on and bring that to the mentor. And you got to work harder in this relationship than the mentor. Don't expect the mentor to show up with the structure. You have to struggle. I would make that your goal in the next 90 days. If you don't have a mentor at all, start with somebody. If you already have one in the organization, but not out, then make that a goal. If you have somebody out but not in, make that a goal. Uh, if you're great and you already have a mentor thing, great. We applaud you. I want to hear. I would love for you to send send me an email, Joel at Cameron and let's get you on the podcast and to talk about that. So I, I know this you're supposed to be out here sharing your knowledge, but I wanted to color in some of the things uh, that have been important in my career, both being meant uh, being mentored by people and being a, a mentor for other people, how how well it's worked. Those are all, that's all great advice, Joel, and I agree with it all. You know, I think um, something to keep in mind is, you know, the military itself is a great network. Think about it. And um, that's, you know, my first mentor, you know, was, um, he was an army officer and, you know, he, he left the service and he, um, he went into orthopedic sales. And the guy I was flying with at the time, he, he put me in touch and it was his brother-in-law. You know, just that was kind of my first mentor. And so we had a lot of great conversation with him about, hey, tell me, tell me more about, you know, mid-device sales. And, you know, what, what should I be thinking of? What should I be, how should I be preparing for this transition in this career? That was the first step. And, um, you know, I mentioned earlier, like I just had a call with our Army captain yesterday. And, um, you know, through his network, um, his, uh, the CEO of his ROTC units uh, was buddies with uh, um, a guy who's a regional uh, business manager here now. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy said, Hey, the, the, he said, Hey, would you, you know, would you mind talking with Kevin? Of course, you know, so I think, you know, just, just having those conversations with, you know, people around you right now, you're going to find out like you can get put in touch with, with a lot of people just by saying, Hey, you know, I'm interested in doing this. Tell me, you know, anybody, or you just, you just got to talk about what your desires are. All of a sudden that starts to open up, you know, those doors, I think to, to having these conversations and, and may, maybe taking the next step and, you know, actually, you know, finding somebody who can help you navigate, you know, this transition. 
um, because yeah, it's challenging, um, but it's exciting too. And um, I think, you know, look back on one of the most exciting times of my life, I think was say, Hey, you know, I, you know, my wife and I, we've made this decision where, you know, we, we, we had the military life for 10 years, but we're ready to turn the page, ready to start our next chapter. It's, it's, it's really exciting. And it's still like I, like I said earlier, it's, it's still so vivid in my memory, all those experiences that I had and going to the conference and all these things. And, you know, but I felt like I was ready for it. And I think I said, you know, one of the steps there is, you know, don't rush it. You know, um, I, I guess that's kind of a little more of my nature as well. Um, I'm a little more deliberate. Um, I look before I leap sort of thing. And um, I like to take my time on some things as well and think through things. So I say, don't rush it. That means, you know, Hey, make, make sure you're, you're giving, getting anything, everything you should out of this, whatever experience you're in right now, wherever you're at, you know, what are you doing right now today? Um, make sure you're, you're really getting fulfilling. You're, you're getting everything you can out of that. You know, there's something that you can do today. I think that that's going to provide value for you, for, for yourself, or for your others, others around you, make sure you're doing that because, you know, you, if you kind of just keep skipping to the next thing, you're going to get in a situation like, wow, you know, I wish I would have spent more time, you know, with this person or on this project. Um, and now I'm on to the next thing. And I'm not really sure that, you know, I, I got what I should have out of that. So that, that's kind of what I mean when I um, talked about that, um, that last step there. I think some people have a real tendency sometimes to just say, hey, I need, I need to get promoted. I need to get promoted. I need to get promoted. And that's great. That's, I love the ambition. But don't forget that you've got a lot of things that you should accomplish before you get to that next step. Right. Um, look, I, I learned that um, to get to where I am today as an area VP. You know, I, if it were up to me, I would have had this job five years ago. <laughs> but, you know, a couple of people said they, they said, hey, Ben, you need to tap the brakes here. And um, we think you should, should do this first. And we also think you should do this as well. And, you know, that that added up to about five years. And um, but I'm so fortunate. I'm so grateful. I had those additional experiences because it's making me so much more effective at my job today. So just think about that too. You know, I think, look, I mean, time is so valuable. There's nothing more valuable than time, right? Once it's gone, you can never get it back. So I, I look at it that way because I, I try to maximize every day I have, every experience I have, every interaction I have, and just try to take full advantage of it, knowing that, Hey, I may never, may never have this opportunity again. So let's just give it everything I got and, um, you know, hopefully the next day is better than the last one. The, the, the don't rush it or the, yeah, the don't rush it piece kind of what you're alluding to there is I, I was thinking as you were talking about it, Ben, I was thinking, I think always it's been hard for veterans on the don't rush it piece, especially if you hire a type a one, right. We're motivated, we're goal oriented, but when you're in the military, you know, where you're supposed to be every 12, 18, 24 months rank, what jobs you should have if you're going to be keeping up with your peers and everybody kind of moves at the same rate, like the first 10 years. And I think that there's this, once you're in business world, okay, I've done this for 12, 18 months. And now I should be able to move. I've done this. I think there's that part of that, that we still have that ingrained in us. This I've done these for many years. We rush to try to get to that next step. Second thing is I think that we do a lot. I, I'm guilty of this. We do a lot of comparing of ourselves to other people. Where, where's my, my, my roommate from college? What role is he or she in? Where are they now? Um, gosh, we might even worry about how much money do you think they make in that role? Or, you know, where are they, where are they now? We do a lot of comparisons and it's not helpful. Both of those mental models are not helpful. 
rather, if you have your goal, are you on the right path first to reach the goal? Mentors, coaches, bosses, all these people, these relationships will help ensure that you are, yeah, you're on the right path. These are the gates of where you need to be on your specific unique path, not on, not even Joel Junker's path at Cameron Brooks. Nobody will ever have that same path again. We can't compare ourselves to other people. We're on our own journey. I'll, I'll turn it right back over to you. I, I got into golf. People are tired, probably tired of me talking about playing golf, but I got into golf like three and a half years ago. You know, and some people, they take up golf and in and, and, and a year, they're breaking 90. And in, in, a, in 18 months, they've got a 10, 12 handicap. Some people, it takes them four or five years. This is what I've learned. Everybody's on their own journey. And, you know, a lot of times we get to the same destination, but just take us longer. We got to enjoy the journey that we're on part of that and and not rush it because there's a process involved to getting there. That's unique to you. Yeah. hundred percent, Joel. You know, I think about, um, you know, Naval aviation. Yeah. I think every, every JO starts off thinking, yeah, you know, I think someday I'd like to be a squadron skipper. And it's a very well-defined path to get there. And there are performance gates and there are timelines that you have to meet. It's um, like we called it like the golden road. You know, you got to stay on that path. (laughs) If you want to be a squadron skipper, if you want to be a wing commander, you have got to stay on this path. There's no exception almost, you know, Um, very little deviation allowed. And, um, you know, I think that's, that's, that's how they need to, that's, that's that's how they need to do it, right? When you get into, you know, the corporate world is completely different. <laughs> it's completely different. You know, there's there's no timeline, there's no gates, there's no well. This is the path you have to take. It's 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 all open, you know. And um, I think that's what makes it even more important to have good coaches and mentors to kind of help guide you and make sure that if you are getting a little too far off, that they can kind of say, hey, you know what, you took this turn, but that's okay. You can take another turn, you know, um, it's, it's really up to you. And that's been the biggest, one of the biggest things for me too, is, is, you know, being with J and J for 13 years now, you kind of have to choose your own adventure. <laughs> you know, there's no golden path. It's, it's more about, it's, it's kind of, there's some timing involved. There's, you know, there's, there's decisions you have to make, you know, am I willing to move my family or do we want to stay put, you know, um, is, a lot of just personal trade-offs you have to make, but it's, it's good because it's the, the, the ball is now in your court. The decision is now yours to make, you know, it's not, it's not like, well, it's uh, it's time to PCS again. We've been here for three years. You know, it's not like that. You could, you could go somewhere and you could stay there for 30 years or you could stay there for three years. Or you could stay there for three months. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's so, it's so wide open, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what comes back to, to having, making, like I said, making it so much more important to have a mentor and, and a good guide to help you kind of navigate that um, because there can be so many twists and turns along the way. There is no golden path really to get to where I am today. You know, now obviously I got some, and I had a good mentor and he gave me advice. Hey Ben, you need experience outside of sales in order to make it up to that next level. And I took that on board and I moved my family halfway across the country and it worked out great, you know, um, but if, if he hadn't told me that, I'm not sure, I'm not sure I'd be here where I am today. Would that be a horrible thing? No. <laughs> um, I was in a great job. I love my job, but 
you know, maybe having been in that job for eight or 10 years now, I mean, you know, may not be as fulfilled as I am today. Yeah. Uh, you know, with, with starting something new. So that's the biggest thing. I think, you know, in the military, things are a little bit more well-defined in terms of, you know, if, if you want to continue to move up and, you know, become a commanding officer, here's what you got to do. Here in our, in our world, in the corporate world, it's a lot different. And that's what makes, you know, that's what makes having a mentor just that much more important. So you talked about aviation, so we need to land the plane on the podcast here. <laughs> You've got everybody got my two cents. I think you got yeah, set yourself a time driven goal here. Think about creating this mentor group and in 90 days, try to find yourself a mentor in the organization. If you already got one in, find somebody out. If you already got one out, find somebody in. And um, give you the already the action plan of how to go do that. Anything that you want to add into that, Ben, that they color in as we parting thoughts to our audience here? Yeah. Um, Something I'm thinking about too. And like I said, I, I still remember so vividly, you know, where I was, you know, 15 years ago today and making that transition, you know, it's, it's tough. And I know, um, look, things are just getting more challenging in this world. You know, we've, we've been through a pandemic and, you know, the, the economy is now it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's hard to say what, how things are going to go here with, you know, obviously inflation has been, been really tough. Like I want to, I want just think about like, Think about how much work you've done to get to where you're at today. And think about you know, all the sacrifices you've made and your family's made to get to there. And just you know, come to work with a smile on your face and think, you know what? I did a really good job serving my country to the best of my ability. And I'm here today. Now I'm in a new organization. I'm about to join a new organization. It's a really thrilling experience. And so come to work with a smile on your face and be grateful for the people around you and um, for where you're at. And um, just bring that attitude, bring that really positive attitude. I'm telling you, people are going to gravitate towards you and they're going to respond to that because to me, that's leadership. That's showing positive, you know, optimism, positivity. People love that. And people are really looking for that sort of thing right now, too. Um, so that's that's my parting. That's my parting thoughts, Joel. And that's something I try to do with my team every day. And I do think it has a positive impact on them and how they do their jobs. My well, sounds like we need to have you on another podcast in a year and talk about <laughs> those things on, on, on Love to. I know there's a lot of subjects that we could dive into, right? So Ben, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you carving out some time and your busy schedule to uh, to to share with uh, the importance of being finding a mentor, even the coaching aspect, and um, just that that presentation you sent. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put the the not the presentation, but Ben's five steps in the um, in the the blog post that'll go with this ben's bio will be in there as well i'm sure if you reach out to ben on linkedin if you have any questions he'd love to follow up with you but ben thank you again thanks joel really enjoyed it appreciate the time all right thank you everybody for listening another episode of the cameron brooks podcast a couple of tie-ins here um the previous podcast to to this one that um, the episode i just did with ben berkowick which is 158 the previous one is 157, invest in your career. And I actually talk about Ben and how he invested in his career early, something we did not get a lot into uh, in this podcast because we spent a lot of time on mentoring. 
Uh, the next thing is I want to tell you about the upcoming podcast to so stay tuned. It's going to be a great one. They're all great. Um, but Pete and I are going to sit down and talk about lessons learned and what we've experienced so far in the year 2022. What's the outlook for 2023 or even the remainder of 2022 economically? A lot of things going on. We have sticky inflation. The Fed is raising interest rates. Stock markets all over the place, but mostly down. What is the impact on the job market? Stay tuned. We're going to cover those things in the next episode. Thanks for listening.